Hello and welcome to episode 52, Fish Across the Ponds, a Marlins UK podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and my co-host for this one, Rob Newell. Rob, how are we? Yeah, I'm really excited to be part of the offensive powerhouse Marlins as we could potentially power our way into the post-series. Who knows? Ooh, ooh. Well, hold that thought. We're going to get to that. There's been there's been a klaxon fired up just in advance of press and record. Potentially some changes to the number of teams getting in. It wouldn't matter to us. We're still getting in um, anyway. But for the two gentlemen joining me this evening, this is more relevant to you guys. Uh, post-season places are extended. And I'm delighted to welcome... Well, two veterans for this podcast and to podcasting in general. Firstly, my Roto Brits co-host, Ryan Owen. Ryan, how are we? Oh, really great, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I, it's a bit of a hiatus from, from everything, um, including baseball recently. Um, I can't believe that today is opening night, isn't it? So thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and for though no one will see this uh, visual, but he sat there in his lead shirt, of course. So, congrats <laughs> to the mighty leads back don't, in the prem. You don't want to turn off a load of potential. There we go. From, That's from the, the start. <laughs> I know we need to explain the accent or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, right. We need to even up the scores. We've got two Marlins. We can't go into this with with just one Philly. So we've got him in. And hold hold your hats for this for this intro. We've got the. Leader of UK Phillies, main host of podcast to be named later. We've got main host of In Play Runs, Runs In Play. I don't even know the name of this show. It is the main man, the media mogul, Dave Shaw. Dave, how are we? How are we doing? Yeah, really good. good. Thanks, mate. Uh, pleasure to be on. Thank you for inviting me. As, uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, let's... Uh... Let's get into this. I'm yeah. I'm excited about you guys, but I am really excited. Tomorrow night, it's here. It's like it's just sprung out of nowhere. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. What about you guys? Absolutely, absolutely the same. Excitement levels have have risen, no doubt about it. I'm I'm absolutely pumped. Absolutely pumped because, well, why not us? Why not us? Here we go, <laughs> <laughs> guys. So listen, we're we're gonna have um a fast and furious pod and we're going to try our best to, to keep this within about 30 minutes. Um, so what I wanted to do is to start with a summary of the off season. I'd, I want to know what the Phillies have been doing, who's gone, who's moved, who's not playing all that type of stuff. Um, Ryan come to you mate, if you can on the, on the off season summary, what's, what's the overview of what you guys have been up to, if anything, Zach Wheeler is in. That that is the the sort of the big signing. The Phillies knew that they had a pitching issue. Um, I think perhaps a lot of Phillies fans might think they still have a bit of a pitching issue in the bullpen. But as far as the starting rotation goes, Wheeler is sure to well, I'd say innings eater. There's only going to be sixty games, so I'm not sure how many innings you can eat. But they'll yeah. be hoping that he can eat as many of those as he can because that's where the Phillies really sort of struggled getting. You know, certainly from guys like Pivetta and Vince recently, it's been a case of, can you please just do five innings? And that'll be great. Um, they want Wheeler to go six, seven, eight, and, and really be a stud, just like Aaron Nola. Um, 
had a bit of bite to it. It comes over from the Mets as well. So mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's mm. a bit of a tasty one. Um, what was the length of contract on that one, do you know? Dave, what what have they paid Wheeler? <laughs> <laughs> I can no. see Dave looking going, oh, come on, we're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be experts. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. Well, that's brutal, that, Pete. Come on. Um, Threw me in the bus. Your marquee signing that you've signed for. I want to say three years. Listen. Listen, I've got a good friend here. I'm not afraid to use her. It's called Google. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit her up quick now and uh, confirm it for you guys. Let me talk. <laughs> let me talk to you about um, Didi Gregorius, who's yes. the other sort of um, the the big name that comes in at shortstop. So Cesar Hernandez is out of town. He is no longer a Philly. Um, he's gonna play for the Angels, I believe. Um, and he's he was a real servant for the Phillies. A bit of an under the radar. Not a fan favorite per se, but someone that certain sabermetricians and fantasy players that like on base, they do like that. Um, he can get on base. He's got a good batting eye. He had a bit of power. Um, but he's gone. And the Phillies have gone for someone that's got more power. And that's D.D. Gregorius. And of mm. course, there's a link with D.D. To the, to the new manager, Joe Girardi, who is actually... Probably even bigger signing than Gregorius or Wheeler himself. So if you want to talk about signings, I suppose the manager is the big one. The Phillies are really hoping that this experienced sort of veteran that's been there and done it before can can bring something that people will buy into him, hopefully, I think is the plan, more mm. than a young guy like Kapler that, you know, did a great job. But obviously there are people that don't really buy into Kapler. And maybe that's a lack of experience and a lack of, having been there and done it, you know? Yeah. I tell you, it's interesting. There's a bit of um, uh, synergy there with the Marlins. There's talk of James Rousen being the main marquee signing for the Marlins, who effectively comes into this new role, the offensive coordinator role, and coming over from the Twins. And you saw what the Twins offense looked like uh, last year. Uh, and he was, I guess, the main man behind that. And so bringing him in into a team that was absolutely well, crying out for some pop and some offense, like there's a lot of talks so that actually that's the main sign that we've that we've made. And if uh, early indications are, are anything to go by in those couple of games against the Braves, like it seems to be paying off early doors. So, yeah, in, uh, the other thing for you guys, just thinking about it as well, the McCutcheon element, you know, I think when he went down, that really hurt you guys and, you know, his, his influence on and off the field. So getting him back, is he projected to be healthy? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. he's all good. You don't you don't want to say that the pandemic's helped anyone per se. Obviously, a terrible thing, but if it has, it's helped Andrew McCutcheon because he wasn't gonna be ready for uh, for the season, and and now he is, and he's probably gonna hit in the leadoff spot. He he's a real he's a character, isn't he? He's a he's a real spark. He's a clubhouse mm. leader. He's got energy. He's exciting to watch. And he was, when I was out in California last year, he was a guy that you went to the ballpark, excited to watch play baseball. And he went down in San Diego and you could feel the energy of what was basically a Phillies crowd that night at Petco Park. <laughs> Just sap out of it. You thought, oh, this is the season, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's really important to get Kutch back. That's like a new signing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's... Go, Sorry, go I, I, come in there. I couldn't agree with that more. Kutch, what he brings to the the team on and off the field is is huge. He was in 10 home runs before he went down. He was one of the leaders in the home runs as well. Brings you RBIs, gets on base. He's got pop, got power, 
and he's got a bit of speed as well. He, he's and he's a great outfielder as well. He's got it all. And Kutch having him in lead off is like a new signing. Quickly, new signings. Uh, coach, um, uh, pitching coach Brian Price. He's going to be just a massive upgrade on what we've had in terms of in terms of uh, pitching coaches. Same with Joe Dillon, the uh, hitting coach. But Brian Price, that experience he's bringing, already making a big difference to the pitching. Looks like. Fingers crossed, feet on the ground, but he may have worked something with Vince Velasquez. He's looking a very good pitcher so far in the offseason. I know it's summer camps. I know I like to get ahead of myself, but it's looking okay from Vince Velasquez. No, he's looking sharp. Wheeler's hitting, uh, pitching hard. He's already, and the bullpen as well. There's some of the players down there. He's making a, a difference already. The pitchers feel a lot more comfortable with him. That could be. The, the Joe Girardi, of course, and the two hitting the hitting coach, the pitching coach, huge, huge additions to the Phillies behind the scenes, which could really give us an extra edge this year. Yeah, well, let's, let's just put a bow on this segment before I let Rob uh, take the reins. Zach Wheeler, five-year deal, 118 million bucks. So there you go. There's a bow on Zach Wheeler there, five years. I think for a for a pitcher, that's not. I mean, I my philosophy is always be very wary of pitchers in fantasy baseball, and I'm not too different in real life. But there is a difference in real life, and you you are looking to pay someone certainly in those top two spots of a rotation to give you length and to give you um, that consistency of professional outings. You know, you you can't risk it at the top of a rotation. And Wheeler's only thirty. You know, we're not we're not talking about an old old guy here. We're not you've not given a five year contract to a thirty three year old with decreasing velocity. I and it feels like Wheeler might have his best years ahead of him. It's that sort of age. So I understand why the Phillies have paid Wheeler here. No, uh, what Ryan said, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think Ryan's Ryan's spot on. The, the next signing, hopefully, will be the extension to JT. But that's a different, that's a completely different cat of fish. So if we uh, sort of move on to the 30-man, as we've been sort of discussing that in and out a little bit, um, one of the problems that the Phillies really had last year was that the fact they fell away. And actually, it's been the, the problem for the last couple of years, looking strong and at the end of the season just falling away. Now, that's obviously not going to be an issue this year. It's a shortened season. It's a sprint. And looking at the 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 Philly's sort of depth chart at the moment, you think, well, infield and outfield, really, really experienced players. And then you kind of look at the rotation too, and and gone are the the, the risky elements of like Vargas and Drew mm. Smiley and 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 it, and and as we talk about the Wheeler signing, it seems a lot stronger. Does this 30 man, and I know it's not quite all confirmed yet, but does this give you the experience to actually get you over the line and maybe even win the division. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah, like you said, we've, we've gone from Vargas and Smiley to Zach Wheeler. Big addition already. I think Zach Eflin is going to be... Because he, he tied out last year. He hit a massive stage where he tired out. 60 games. It's, it's gonna be, that's fine for him. Good. No worries there. Vince Velasquez, if he's a transformed man, brilliant. Spencer Howard's going to come in next week. Let's see what he's going to bring. That's exciting in itself. That's going to be a massive boost. Um, it, 29 at the moment. We're hoping to bring in uh, Phil Goslin, a local free lad, into the roster as well. He said, a, a fire 
summer camp. Absolutely on fire. Um, the experience is there. Joe Dry did bring that as well. Like Ryan said, Gabe Kapler probably didn't have the experience where he's a new manager, young manager. You know, we tied, like you said, we tied away the previous two Augusts. If we had stopped the season 60 games in for the past two seasons, we would have won pennants. We would have won the division twice. Um, so 60 games this year definitely benefits us. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah. Really, um, we're like, we're, we're thrown in into the middle of the pennant race. 60 games, bang, go, take it. It's there. It's there for everybody. It's his, you've got to hit form running. You know, Bryce Harper is going to be really, really important. He he sets on fire early. He's going to lift the whole team. I'm praying for a, a Reese Hoskins. He could do with a home run in this first series just to get him going as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think definitely, definitely we have the experience to get us over the line. 60-game sprint, for sure. We have we have the chance at dependent, absolutely. There's some, there's some, I was also looking down the 30-man as it is, and there's some natural DHs uh, in there. If you think about Neil Walker, we know him very well from the Marlins, and Jay Bruce, Hoskins even. Um, and so I, I can see that factor not being an issue for the Phillies. But the other factor I was thinking about especially looking down the squad and then thinking about it's not obviously we're not playing the bulk of our games like we normally do over 162 game season mm. against in the division we've got some real odd teams we're playing against like the the blue jays and the red Sox and things so like odd. that <laughs> <laughs> they are odd. Do, you, do you think that that's going to cause any sort of uh, uh issues for the phillies this year are there any real wild cards you're worried about yeah yourselves <laughs> every every well, last two years, man, the banana skin, the Marlins banana skin. It, we've, uh, without saying disrespectful, but if we're looking to be winning pennants and really making a push for the postseasons. We need to. I don't want to cliche it, beat teams like you because it's, it's, it's disrespectful. But do you know what I mean? We need to like the Orioles, the Blue Jays. We need to put those teams to bed. We need those big series wins against them. Because that's what cost us last year. You guys got the fact that we could perform against you guys, and you guys had our number. That you, you went ten and nine on us last season. That that was huge. We we need to win at least six of those games. We would have made the postseason. We've got to stop getting complacent against the teams that we should. If we really want to make a push for the postseason, be beaten. Blue Jays, Orioles. We've got to we've got to convincingly sweep these. Well, not sweep, but series win. Series wins are crucial this year. We've got to do that this year. Here's, a, here's the bad news, Dave. Just to follow up on that, the Marlins are miles better this year. Miles better than well, you're, you're Dickerson is going to punish us. We know that already. Hey, Dickerson, Dickerson will do the business. VR's looking naughty. I don't know. Just because it rhymes kind of, Aguilar will get naughty too. <laughs> you, know, you know Alfaro's looking hot as well too, right? You know. He's in my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've... I like, I've got a soft spot for Alfaro. It, it's, I've it's, heard it's all so... about your fantasy team with Austin Nola in the second round. Oh, yeah. no, Ryan, don't, no, shush. Yeah, I've heard all about it. Um, So <laughs> all I will say, guys, to move on from Dave's terrible fantasying playing um, is, you know, when Rob asks the question, are the Phillies going to win the division? Dave says, absolutely, yes, no problem, <laughs> which I love. And that's the way that Dave is. And Dave is right that the Phillies should be right in the mix. This is 60 games. This is this is a sprint this year. 
this is not baseball as we know it and that and that's fine you know that's not a criticism this is different they've put something together it's going to be fun it's going to be every game matters it's going to be every start matters which should add something to every pitching outing the worry for me with the Phillies is still firstly the bottom half of the rotation Velasquez, Eflin, Arietta, and particularly Vasque- Velasquez and Arietta. I think those two are the, the big question marks. Not to say they can't perform, but they have to. The ticket with the starting rotation, as Dave alluded to, is Spencer Howard, the prospect, is an absolute phenom. If he comes up and the Phillies let him play, which I think they will because there's nowhere else for him to play this year, he can't develop in the minor leagues. There are no minor league games. Spencer Howard's going to get a shot, and that will be huge. And if he comes up and hits the ground running, expect the Phillies to be in the mix. The problem is the bullpen. Hector Neris is a really good pitcher, but I think any Phillies fan would be lying if they looked at that bullpen and said that they had full confidence in that bullpen. They haven't really invested in it, and it isn't something that they can take for granted. And I think that is the key question mark for this Phillies team, the bullpen. Yeah, sounds fair. Let's keep it rolling, guys. Uh, and, and thanks, Ryan, for bringing us, I guess, slightly back to ground there on, on, on Dave's... I always do, and Dave tells yeah. me, I'm like, does. keep it positive, Ryan, you boring kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's to yeah. rein me in. He's got to rein me in. You spot about the bullpen. Now, that is a big question mark. And Thank we, you, Dave. We, we, with no Robertson and no Dominguez, yes. two huge arms at the tail end of the bullpen. Yeah, that's that's going to be the, the big question mark, without a doubt, Ryan. They can't do it either. They can Bullpen is interesting. Pitchers can get hot, especially over 60 games. There's talent in there, but it is a question mark. It's not It's not a sure thing mm-hmm. at all. Agreed. Let Pete, let Pete move on, because me and you are just making it a Philly uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it be repackaged as uh, Broad Street to Britain or uh, whatever it needs to be. Um, well, guys, just, just very quickly then, I'd like to know, uh, I mean, you've touched upon some players already, but it's... Who who's the under the radar sneaky good Philly that no one's really talking about, but because you guys watch and follow the team, they are actually top draw. Who are we not talking about that we should oh, be? Do you do you want to go first, Ryan? Or yeah, I mean, I, I won't say Howard again, although that is my my answer, and that's the name that you should watch out for. <laughs> um, but um, you know. The guy that that could come back and and do something is Roman Quinn, and 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 the the really interesting thing about Roman Quinn is it hasn't quite happened for him at the major league level. Um, he's really really quick. He's he's a very good defensively. He can steal bases. He's had injury problems, but you know Joe Girardi likes the kid, and I'm not sure that a bit like me, I, I think that maybe I like Adam Hastley. But I don't think that his hot end to last season means that he's a bona fide everyday player right now. <laughs> so I think you might see Quinn get quite a lot of at-bats in center field. And that could be the kid that makes a bit of a difference for the Phillies this year. Yeah. Sounds good. Any, there, any, any further thoughts on that, Dave? Yeah, Quinn was my absolutely, absolutely. If he stays fit, the key thing with Quinn is 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 his health because he he's got glass ankles, he's got sort of glass body. You know, he he can trip over a stone and that's it. He's out he's out for two months. If we can keep him fit for those sixty games, huge. I I'm I'm going on breakout, Scott Kingery. Mm-hmm. I know I know. 
Hello, Ryan. You got your feelings on Scotty Kingery? But... Oh, I love Kingery. I love a Kingery Dingery. You know I do. He has his strikeout issues, but the power's there, and so is the speed. I think Kingery's gonna. I'll, I'll keep it short. Kingery breakout. Uh, I just want to keep this one in the in the back pocket for for the future. Not against the Marlins, but the Kingery Dingery. I mean, <laughs> you've not heard like it, that, King. don't you? Come on, it's Kingery Dingery. Love it. Love Let's it. Just let Pete think that I made that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's genius. That that's going I'm so good linguistically, mate. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that leads us on to the big question, and obviously the most difficult question of all is how on earth the NL East is going to pan out this year with this this super quick sprint with all these games, you know, one after the other after the other. The risk of COVID knocking players out here and there. Um, if we go through the NL East last year, obviously it was a full season. We had the Braves just just under 600. The Nats just a bit further behind with 93 wins. The Mets with 86 and the, the faded Phillies bang on 500 with the Marlins well adrift uh, with only 57 wins. Where do you think it is going to be this year? I'll go over to you, Ryan, first. Oh. <laughs> wow, I mean, <laughs> over 60 games, I feel like licking my finger and just putting it up to the air, really, because honestly, any of the five teams can win it. Um, having said that, it's still, if Freddie Freeman is all right, and I know he's had his health issues, and I wish him all the best, I really, I, but apparently he's going to play. If that doesn't sap his power, and he is still Freddie Freeman, it's hard to look past the Braves. And... <laughs> and it is. I mean, the, the offense is outrageous. They, they've added um, Marcelo Zuna. I still really like Austin Riley as a prospect. He's got a lot of power, and I still think the best is yet to come from him. And the pitching is just so deep. I mean, <laughs> the, the, you know, they, they've got youngsters that they could just put on this 30-man roster, and they will do a job for them. Um, I think the Braves are, are still the team to beat. Um, I think, obviously, with Washington's... Washington have been very unfortunate with some recent news with Soto. Um, that That's going to hit them. If Soto doesn't play for two weeks, it's hard to see Washington winning the division, although anyone could. i got a funny old feeling the Mets are going to be very good. And I, I just think it's going to be so close. I mean, how does anyone get a lead? I mean, I mean, if you get a three-game lead, you're in a commanding position, you know? So, honestly, any team could win it. I would say the Braves and the Mets right now are probably the strongest with the Phillies and the Marlins as as the wild cards that quite frankly could win the division as well and probably the Nats sort of trailing behind a little bit that's crazy I don't know that's the way I feel about it so is that is that where you think it's going to go Dave we've got with Ryan there Braves Mets Phillies Marlins Nats roughly Uh, I think the Braves I think the Braves rotation is a big big question mark from uh, Soroka's leading off, but I that rotation and their bullpen's not too strong. I think the Braves are gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit. Um, but Ryan said, right, if their offense catches on fire, then God help us all because it's a lethal offense. Um, Nats, where's their heads at? You know, they've just won it for the first time last year. They've been very, very quiet. They've lost Rendon. They've had a very quiet offseason. You heard nothing from the Nats camp. Just wonder where their heads are at. If, if they start as poorly as last season, 
are they going to be, well, we've won it. This year doesn't really count for anything. I think the Nats may fade away, especially if we make a poor start. Ryan's right. Getting a, even a three-game lead is the key. And the quick st- you've got to make a quick start. Uh, Mets, yeah, Mets. It's probably the one I worry about. And, and of course, yourselves. Uh, I would go... Um, I can't not say that's can I? Uh, I would go for... <laughs> I'm going Phillies. I'm going Phillies. And I think if we didn't make the playoffs, something playoffs, something disastrous has happened that's unthinkable. I'm going Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Braves, Ooh. Nats. Dave's not scared, mate. Wow. Dave is not scared. Wow. Dave, what is in that cup? <laughs> it was a full pint of straight vodka that's <laughs> 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 no, I, honestly, I can't see the I, Honestly, I don't think the Nats are, are that bothered this year. I, I don't know. Their camps. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I've know. I've just seen their starting lineup, and Andrew Stevenson is in it, apparently. Well, this I is mean, it. The, 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 the Nats are already experimenting with their youngsters. They're already bringing up youngsters. They're already. I think um, their rotation is still hot. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know how much they're going to be in it. And the Braves' rotation and bullpen is, is still a massive question mark for me. Where do you, guys, where do you go? We've obviously got our three-game series. We're going to get stuck into that very soon. But where do you go after? Uh, Yankees, Marlins? four games. Four games, yeah. Yeah, well, that's not going to be an easy stretch. It's an interesting one from a Marlins point of view. We've got three with you guys and then four against the Orioles. So you talk about starting hot. Oof. If the Marlins are going to come out of the blocks, like we could, I mean, we've all done our, <laughs> we've all done our predictions uh, last night. All of us, I think, landed on five and two. Dan the man, they have gone six and one. Like everyone was like, you know, we can yeah, but, this. But, but if, if the Orioles get a couple of wins in opening weekend, they're gonna go in that series of you thinking the same. Absolutely, everyone's gonna be thinking. You know, the the, same. That, that's the beauty of this year. It's, yeah. it's 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 a sprint, it's unpredictable. Teams that start hot are gonna be full of confidence already. And I, I I think you will get a bit of the Orioles, but if they pick up a win this weekend, or maybe even two and get a surprise series win. That that Marlins Orioles series already is a really big one, isn't it? It's that's the beauty nice of it. Uh, absolutely. Well, let's. I mean, let's get into it, guys. We've got three game series. I think it's perfect. We finished the series off, uh, the season off. Sorry, last year uh, together, which was an awesome, awesome <laughs> evening and spectacle for exactly us. Was. It was a lot of fun. It's great to start this sixty game <laughs> sprint in this way. Um, how are you, I guess, from a rotation perspective, you guys have got what? Nola lined up opening day. What's following then? I guess Wheeler, Wheeler and Vince. Yeah. Okay. How are you guys seeing it? I mean, you've already talked about it. The, the Marlins are a bit of a banana skin. They have been. What are you guys honestly thinking about this series? How do you see it playing out? Let's have a, let's have a, a prediction as well out of the three-game set. Right, I'll let you go first because you, 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 won't, you won't talk me down from this one. Um, ready. Listen, the Marlins have some good pitching. <laughs> the, Marlins, mm. the Marlins rotation, the, the fact that Pablo Lopez and Elisa Hernandez are four and five should tell everyone who plays fantasy to a reasonable level that this is a pretty scary rotation, actually. This, mm. is, this, is, this is not easy. So it looks like the Phillies are going to face up against Alcantara Caleb Smith, my personal favorite for fantasy purposes, and Jose Urania, who probably is my least favorite of the five. Um, I want the Phillies to beat up on Urania because 
they, they really should. I, I don't want to see Arania go like seven innings against the Phillies. I'm not having that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give the Phillies game three and uh, that the other two, hopefully the Phillies can get a 2-1 win from our perspective. So that's what I would predict. But, you know, the Marlins, the question mark more for them is is the offense. And, and what they've done is they lacked power in the meat of the lineup, I feel like. And and they, they need Corey Dickerson and Jesus Aguilar to, to really find the power swings. Because, you know, Brian Anderson's a good player. VR will... He's not really an on-base guy, but once he's on base, he's a, he's a nightmare. You know, he can get on. Cooper's a good hitter. Um, Alfaro's got some power. Without power bats in the meat of the lineup, you, you're not going to win divisions. They need Dickerson and Aguilar. They, they, they need them. And, and they're interesting players because they do have ability, but they're quite streaky and they're not what you would call elite players. Over 60 games, they have the ability to, to hit a good amount of home runs if they get hot. And, and that's what everyone will be scared of because over 60, if those two find their swing, the Marlins with that rotation and some good pitching in the bullpen, will be right in the mix. I'll say 2-1 Phillies, but I'm pretty scared about the Marlins, and I'm not just blowing smoke up my hosts for a verbial backside <laughs> right now. Well, before I let Dave, I'll, I'll just put the pause button on you one sec. I, I just wanted to call out something I heard from, from Nick Vincent, actually, on, on the one of the Zoom calls. So uh, he obviously had a bit of, bit of time with you guys last year, and um, he was asked about that, about you know, what the, the Phillies camp feeling was, how they felt the Marlins played. And he said the Phillies hated Sandy, hated facing Sandy, which I thought was really insightful um, and I guess makes opening day extremely spicy. But Dave, over to you, buddy. What are you seeing for it? Right. Sweep. Ryan's right. I do for the Marlins, especially after the last two years. However, we are perennial fast starters. And we need to get out of the blocks quick. We've got the Yankees four games, then we've got the, the Jays, and then yourselves again. So after the Yankees, you've got a good opportunity to take another two series wins before we go into the Braves. Look, I'm going to say sweep, but I think <laughs> they're going to be close. I don't, you know, I am wary of uh, that first game. However, it's summertime, Nola. He goes a lot better in the summer than he does in the uh, in the spring months of April and May. Uh, we've got to start hot. The pressure's on straight away for the fields. There's expectation there. I think Girardi is he's going to manage it well, far better than Kapler did. And I think we're going to we are going to start hot. I'm free. I'll take two one. Ryan, Ryan's right. If it's two one, I'll take it. It's a serious win. It's a, it's any serious win's good. But um, sorry guys, I I think we're going to come out the gates like a bull in a china shop. Three 0 Sorry. Dave, is Nick Vincent the, uh, and I'm not going to get done for sort of libel here, is he not the, the rumoured bad apple in the Phillies yes. clubhouse? Yeah, yes, he's, so, he's so he's gone outed. over to the Marlins and started talking trash, has he? Yeah, he was quickly outed. Yeah, so you can take your Nick Vincent quotes yeah. and, uh, and uh, <laughs> put them where the sun don't shine. He, he's been optioned to uh, Jupiter, so I yeah, guess well, uh, that's uh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that experiment has <laughs> Nevertheless, Rob Newell, I I can't let the Phillies guys pile in. So let's just summarize and recap our opening day series. <laughs> of views. Where were you standing on this one, mate? We recorded, 
last night was it what i don't even know what day it is um <laughs> yeah we, we i don't think i'm the right person to come to because i actually said the phillies would win 2-1 oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, that's because I, I out of my uh my prediction for for uh you know the 2020 season the standings in nles and do remember that last year i predicted that the nationals would get off to a bad start they would then uh, get rid of Strasbourg and uh, and Scherzer and then finish last. I think I think that was my prediction. Of course, that went wrong. So uh, my prediction is the Phillies are going to win the division this year with the Braves just just under then Marlins, Mets, and Nats. And that's one of the reasons why I went to Phillies to have a a two one win over us. And I, I but I think the games will be very very close. Rob was um, a Phillies fan, mate. <laughs> Rob, Rob, I will send a Phillies and a Leeds United shirt straight down to Suffolk. No problem. Well, considering I'm a Norwich City fan, and you're I know exactly who you support. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, I, that wasn't the answer I was looking for, Rob. I'm not going to lie. So, um, you know, I, I better round off. And um, yeah, I've got my broom ready to rock and roll at this end. I think uh, the Marlins are coming in spicy. The offense is showing real signs of, of progress. Whether it's enough, I don't know. But, you know, we're built on pitching. Pitching, we're healthy. That's the main thing. We're healthy. And um, we'll see how it goes. The bullpen, though, I must say, just on the bullpen point for the Marlins, it is extremely young and inexperienced. Um, apart from, the, the, you know, the, I guess, Boxberger and, and Kinsler, But the rest of it is very, very young, very new. Um, there's guys who've never thrown out of a bullpen ever before who were making the roster. So stuff, isn't he? Go on, Ryan. Ryan Stanek, he he he's got a little bit of experience. He he's quite good, isn't he? And and Nick Nider, has he made the 30 man? Because that's yeah. not I know he's young, but he's he's a top, top pitching prospect. So Oh he, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's made it. He's on the 30. Um I guess the main standouts from the the bullpen that that I guess and, and real new additions um, beyond the guys who are, uh, I guess, either traded for or claimed on the Rule 5. You've got, yeah, Nick Nider, you mentioned. Um, another good story, well, two good stories, Jordan Holloway, who hasn't pitched above high A. So he's going from high A straight into the bigs. And then you've got Alex Vessia, who started last season, 2019, in low A. So... That wow. summarizes what we're up to in the bullpen. So, wow. yeah. And you've got Chen. Adam Conley, who is this year's version of Wei and Chen. So, <laughs> I was going to say, is Chen still there? He's gone. He's, he's getting, he's the highest paid player this season. Can you, um, can you imagine if one of these teams or a team like the Phillies or the Marlins wins the World Series? Because, you know, that, that is not out of the realms of plausibility. We were just talking before the show about 16 teams in the playoffs, which looks like it's going to happen. So that's almost all of baseball makes the playoffs. Um, but it will be so much fun because every other fan of every other club will say you've only won it and there's an asterisk with it because of the situation. But we wouldn't care, would we, if the Marlins Absolutely or the Phillies not. won? The, if they won the World Series, it would be the, bananas. the That's just a World Series, isn't it? <laughs> I've said in previous podcasts that Maybe. there is going to be somebody really, really weird, like like the Texas Rangers or the Padres. Who could who could win it just on the basis of that nucleus of that that kind of squad they've got suddenly just pulls them through and it's the depth that normally you know mm. is, is the, the big thing that every team needs if they really want to win the World Series doesn't matter anymore 
Exactly. It's, it's going to be fun. That That's the thing to take this yes. year. It's like no other season we're ever going to see again. Yeah. There's some crazy new Universal DH, man starting second base, there's two extras, extended playoffs. It's just, as I said in other podcasts, it's just embrace it because it's a one-off. It's going to be fun. It, it's going to attract a lot of new fans, I think, especially the younger generation. This, this quick-fire season, let's just get on board with it. I can't wait for the chaos to begin. No, you're, you're, you're right. I agree. You just... We don't want nay- naysayers are everywhere in the modern world. You know, they're all over social media. They're all on the news. We, we don't need that. We, we're here to, we love baseball. This is different. This isn't baseball as we know it, but this isn't the world as we know it. This is new. <laughs> Everything is new. Let's get in. Let's enjoy it. And I'll tell you what, once these teams get towards the back end of 60 games and they're all within five games of a playoff spot, these are some of the world's best athletes, and yeah. they will be taking this seriously. Absolutely. This yeah, is a champ. Yeah. This will be top-end sports, mate. This will they're, be brilliant. Exactly. They're all professionals. They all want to win, and every single game matters this year more than ever. Absolutely. Postseason starts today. Exactly. It is. It literally does. It starts <laughs> yeah. today. This is postseason yeah, you're not wrong. baseball now. Yeah. So Great. Guys, listen. We've run slightly over time. So I will hit the pause button there. Ryan Owen, thank you so much, buddy. Great to talk again. We will fire, and to those who are asking, and there, people, there are people asking, unbelievably, where is Roto Brits? We will be back soon for your fantasy stuff. No True, doubt. my mum was asking me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan, where are you? Because I, I need you, Ryan. I need you in my draft. Where were you? We've you, got a you, you need more than me, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can't tell who Aaron Oda and not Austin Oda between them, I've got no hope. Absolutely. And, and Dave, thanks again, buddy. Um, listen, I, I, did a, I did a disservice to the, the new show coming up Sunday. I think it's only right that I give you the opportunity to A, get the name right, and B, explain what it is for the people who are listening to, to this podcast and, and haven't heard about it yet. Sure. So, in play runs. So, you were, you were right, Pete, then you went a bit off ta- tangent. Um, it's, it's basically a, ver- a baseball version of Soccer Saturday. So, I'm going to be hosting on my main screen. You're going to have all the scores, all the updates, what's happening in all the games uh, with a scrolling bar of the, the scores underneath. And then we're going to have, like yourself, Pete, fans watching, I think, pretty much all the games. It's only the couple of late games that we're not going to be able to cover. And it's just going to be a fun, new experience of watching baseball. So you can watch your game. You can watch your Phillies Marlins game and have us on in the background just keeping out what's going on. We're going to keep every fan updated with what's going on at every other game. We're going to catch all the big moments. The fans that are watching the games are going to bring their passion into it as well. We're going to make it fun. We want you guys who are watching to get involved because it's going to be live on YouTube, uh, on InPlay Runs channel and on the InPlay Runs Facebook page as well. So we're dual simulcasting putting it out live on Facebook and YouTube. Get involved if you're watching. Say hello. Any questions to any of the fans that are watching from any of the teams, get them in. Get involved. Um, I'm nervous because <laughs> I'm hosting, producing, editing all at the same time. Um, I'm just praying for no technical <laughs> issues. Um, but it's going to be fun. and It's going to be different. And hopefully it's going to be a regular thing if we can make this, make this pay off. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Looking forward to being part of it, for sure. Um, I'm slightly concerned about the beer consumption rates. I've had this keg of golden yeah, IPA <laughs> delivered. Um, Me and you both. I'm uncertain yeah. about the pace that I'll be working through that. So we'll see. I'll need you to kind of keep me in check. But anyway, guys, listen, it's been a lot of fun. 
I'm extremely excited about this season. And I'm, I've got a soft spot for the Phillies, you know, because of you guys in particular, um, who are good friends. So hope you go well, but I hope you start slow. Um, so Rob Newell, thanks for co-hosting Judy's Buddy. Episode 52 is in the books. Let's play ball!